recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on May 1st. Wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Get up, get up. Uh, you can listen to the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at Red Ticket Blues. So today's the day. Oh, what a day. He returned to our lives like Santa Claus coming down the chimney or the Easter Bunny, uh, whatever, dropping eggs off, whatever they do. Or the Tooth Fairy, you get the idea. He's a mythical man, and he is back. That being Mike Francesa. You heard the last podcast. It was Jared and I, and we took lots of phone calls. Well, lots of phone calls. We took three. Uh, and people seem to love it. Lots of downloads, lots of people listening, a lot of people uh, with comments about the podcast. And that that's great. I'm glad that that went well. I, I will address something, though. And that is criticism of me. That's right. Criticism of me, because I'm a man. And I will address the criticism. So there were there were two criti- there were two criticisms. There were two critiques. One, saying the f word to say the f word. Now, while I do like to say that you know, so like the uh, Bill Simmons podcast, this is a free flowing discussion that can occasionally touch on a mature subject matter. I am guilty of that sometimes. A hundred percent, I am guilty of it. And uh, I, I will try to keep that in mind. So we'll t- talk with nice, fluffy language. No, I'm joking. That is, uh, th- I agree. I agree. Sometimes it's it's too much. It's saying it for the sake of saying it is is no fun for anyone. And the other one's a little more serious. And, you know, I think people went back and listened to uh, some of my other podcasts. And I said, you know what, Brian? It's kind of shitty that you had guests on and then afterwards talk shit about them. Um you know, you, they, they took time out of their day to come on your podcast, and then you trash them. And you know what? That is a very fair critique, because I consider myself a man of honor, and uh, I think sometimes I get behind this microphone. I know this this may culpa here, but I guess to start the podcast, everyone's like, oh, I thought this was supposed to be fun. I, I am a man of honor, and you know what? I, I think about it, and it's 100% right. People took time out of their day to give a nobody... A few minutes and what do I do I uh, shit on them behind their back so uh, if I thought an interview wasn't great I should have kept it myself and I, I apologize to those 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 that I've ripped most notably and I, and I will say the names that being uh, Dan Shaughnessy Christy Ackert and James Wagner most I think probably more so Shaughnessy but I will say well that's that's not fair and uh, I'm living up to it so that's that and don't fucking get don't Fucking expect me to start using proper language and start, you know, apologizing to people because that that's it. I'm done. I am done with that. So he's back. He is back in our lives. And I'll tell you, not impressed. Yes, I'll say it. I'll say it right now. I'm, I wasn't that impressed. Now, this was one of the best moments of the day. Uh, so let, let, let's listen to this with uh, Mike Francesa listening, uh, listening. His first guest back, of course, his first guest back. I mean, can you can can you draft this up any better? I think the last nine million times I've called, 99 million times I've called Francesa, it's been about this human being. And he has him on first time. That is Mr. Alexander Emmanuel Rodriguez. Uh, but I think Mike forgot who he was talking to at a certain, a certain point. So I have a question for you. Yeah. You, you're on Instagram and Twitter. I mean, you, you, you know, I wasn't until yesterday, uh, Eli. You know what? I, I... <laughs> yes, yeah, so Eli, Alex, whatever, whatever it may be. Uh, so you, you heard the show today, and a lot of people were wondering, well, what? And, and, and Jared and I talked about it in the last podcast. By the way, we will get to a few other things. This won't be Francesa related the entire time. Uh, but we'll, we'll switch it up and trash some other people too. Um. So Francesa came back. How was he going to address the peons, the minions, the peasants, the paupers? How would he address us? Because that's what I consider myself in the kingdom of Mike Francesa. 
he barely acknowledged him being gone for four and a half months. It was, hey, I'm back. Hey, you know, look at this. A uh, <laughs> little weird. Never thought I'd be here, huh? Right into the Yankees. It was like, uh, you know, it was like he just took it. It was like the regular summer. They just takes off, just went right into it, right into it. Um, he said that he's not really going to get into why he came back, which we all know is a lie because eventually if a caller calls, Michael, Michael deflect for only so long and then we'll get into some sort of bullshit and, uh, you know, it'll be pretty bad. So what happened? Of course, he says, uh, no, you're not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it uh, because quote, it's none of your business. Unquote. I mean, I don't know what I was expecting. Maybe it was, I was expecting a little bit like. Hey, I really missed, uh, you know, I don't expect him to say he missed the callers because he would be lying and I understand he hates everyone. But the idea that says, oh, well, you know, maybe I missed the job, you know, being part of the everyday hustle of New York sports, you know. No, no, no. It's just his plausible. This is so ridiculous. Now, let's just get to the crux of this. Mike Francesa came back. Because of this amazing opportunity. I mean, this is, this is like, imagine a, an auditorium full of car salesmen pitching you a deal and it all comes into one. I mean, it is so good. You just can't, you just can't, you can't refuse. Can't refuse. Godfather. Make me a deal I can't refuse. Mike, we want you to be behind this revolutionary new accessory to all people's smartphones. People that, it's in their hands every day. Things that they are glued to their face. Things that transform technology. We want you to get behind an app. Yes. Mike Francesa, who is still mired in, in some other decade, not obviously not this one, thinks that the audience actually believes that he came back because of an app. Now, if you know anything about the Mike Francesa program, uh, his history with apps, not so good. No, not, not, not so good. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, how do I put this? Uh, remember General Custer at uh, Little Bighorn? Yeah, something like that. Maybe, maybe not even that bad. No, 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 that bad. I mean, probably worse. His revolutionary app, and this is the same thing he did probably about eight years ago. Talked about, he had this, he kept like teasing it throughout every break. Get ready. I'm, I'm guys, I'm going to tell you guys about this thing. It's, it's going to change radio. It was an app. It was the biggest letdown you've ever seen. It, it's, it's, it, it, it was unbelievable the, the, how bad this letdown was. Think of the thing most excited for in your life. And then this app showed up. Like getting tickets to the World Series and being dropped off at a Little League field. That, that's, that's, that's what it was like. And it was a terrible app. Shockingly. Because, I mean, listen, he's got his finger on the pulse of technology, my friend Sasa. So... He comes back, and this is this is the load of horseshit he he gave to us today. Well, and and I'll and I'll paraphrase here. I came back um, because this agency, CAA, they 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 were they they called him and said, "Listen, we we want to get you behind an app, and we want you to go back to work, and it only has to be at WFAN." And that that's why you're going to go back to work. Mike talked about apps today uh, as if they, they Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and, and Mark Zuckerberg all came together yesterday on this new mind-blowing piece of technology. I mean, he, he was calling all points bulletin as if it were 2003. Mike, Mike, everyone has an app. There was an app for practically everything. I mean, think of anything you do. There, there's an app for it. It's it's so insane. How much coffee did you drink today? There, there's an app for that, I'm sure. How many times did you take a dump today? I'm sure there's an app for that. And Mike thinks that and in media, all of a sudden, that, that an app 
is going to, you know, light your hair on fire. A goddamn app. I, I, I just could not believe. I mean, I knew there was an app coming out. We get it. And that's like, oh, cool. It'll, 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 it'll play the show. It'll do all this shit. It'll do whatever. But that was like the forefront of his, his like presentation to return. An app. And we all know that app's going to be garbage. It's going to be a monumental letdown. It will not work. And he's also pitching this app five months before it's even available. I, I, I don't know what to say about and, and any of that. I mean, Mike's, Mike's record on technology here, this is him telling Alex Rodriguez about this app and Alex Rodriguez, who I'll get to in a second, who not one of the great conversationalists of our time, unless it's about baseball, one of the most phony human beings, which I think I may have touched on that in the past, but here's, here's Mike Francesa telling A-Rod as if he's like letting, as if he's like, you know, just pulling back the curtain a little bit and letting A-Rod check out what technology is all about. Hey, hey, check what I'm, check what I'm doing, Alex. Okay. So uh, from that standpoint, it's, uh, it's going to be fun because I, what I noticed was <laughs> he noticed. everybody is controlling everything now through these apps. That's no the shit. way everything's going to be done and, and everything, TV shows and all no way. I, I, I'll never see that. going to be through these apps. Uh, you're not lying. It is the content is king. <laughs> Okay, enough of that shit. Oh, God. Even Alex Rodriguez is like, how do I say this to this geriatric man that, yeah, that, that, wait till he hears about streaming. Boy, his head is going to explode when Mike hears about streaming. Holy shit. So that was the program. Honestly, none of your business. Don't ask me why I left. He's not talking about any of that. Uh, he, he, one caller sort of took him to task, and it virtually made no sense. And so, so that's it. This app and the the repetitive stick it down your gullet advertisements for some sort of te- tequila that George Clooney owns. It, it, it just like it, it was so bad. It was at the end, you know, going to a break on his radio stations. We'll, we'll play a commercial, and Mike does one for the tequila. Then it goes straight to the actual like played commercial, not on air commercial that that he's doing a read. And then just goes into the same commercial. It, it was it was brutal. I was very disappointed in Francesca's return. And now I hear some people say, well, what do you expect, man? He's a pompous, arrogant asshole. What, what did you expect out of him? I don't know. I expected more than that. that that's the, I expected more than that. I'm sorry. Now, granted, I only listened to like an hour of it today. I did have work to do. All right. So screw. I did. I did have work to do. But that was uh that that was the gist of it. That was all about the apps and the this and the that. And I just oh god, <laughs> he's setting himself up for failure. Because wait for that app to just go right down the shitter and wait for him to flip out when anyone asks about it. We're not talking about the app. I mean, get 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 ready for that because we know that has, we know that's happening. We know it's happening. I'll actually I'll actually play a little bit. Uh, it's two minutes long. I'm not gonna play the whole thing. Of uh, one caller, Robin Brooklyn, who actually took him to task a little bit, and Francesca just completely backpedaling, making no sense. Just again, it's completely missing a point, not rational. But here we go. Brooklyn, what's up, Rob? Mike, how you doing? Good. What's happening? I'm just trying to understand something. You take a year and a half retirement tour, longer uh-huh. than yeah. Jeter, longer than A Rod, mm-hmm. and now here you are, back three months later, like it was mm-hmm. just your summer vacation. Why'd you retire in the first place? I retired because I was retired. I really left. You know, sometimes yeah, things happen. Oh, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I retired because I retired. I, it's because I really left. What kind of answer is that? 
This this wordsmith, this human being that that that's so eloquent with everything he says, can't even come up. How could he not prepare for this one question that was going to be asked? Of all the questions he was going to be asked today, that he could he, he could hypothesize that a that a caller would ask about. How could he not know that one question? That is insane to me. Let's listen to that again. Let's listen to that again. Understand something. Okay. You take a year and a half retirement tour, longer than Jeter, longer than A Rod, mm-hmm. and now here you are back three months later, like it was mm-hmm. just your summer vacation. Why'd you retire in the first place? I retired because I was retired. I really left. You know, sometimes yeah, things but happen. I knew you weren't retiring because you said you had like other offers and stuff, mm-hmm. and now here you are back where you started. Man, so what's, I, it, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's the problem? Yeah, I mean, other people took the job. Such an ass. I mean, not saying they were great, but... Well, they're still here. They didn't lose their job. I didn't say they lost. I mean, next year they'll lose their job when they... Well, how do you know that? You don't know that. But I don't understand what your... What was your motive for leaving? I think you overplayed your hand. I, didn't, I never overplayed my yeah, hand. Yeah, good luck ever getting to agree to that. First of all, listen, overplaying... Listen, I... <laughs> met with people who had some stuff I wanted, and sounds like he's robbing a bank. To come back, so I started to consider it, and I came back. That's all. That's what it is. The guy who owns the company. This is such a load of shit. He retires after 30 years, takes this swan song. Again, that that was historic. You know what? 83 people called in one day to kiss his ass for hanging up on people for 30 years. And I love Mike, by the way, but I'm, I'm one of those people. And then he's just sitting around twiddling his thumbs, laying in his boxer shorts on his plush, I imagine, silk couch. And someone just calls up and says, hey, Mike, we, we got some things that we could really, really, really think you'd be good at, you know, advertising a goddamn application as if that's groundbreaking. I'm sorry, Mike, that's a load of shit. And uh, that's I, I, I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> All right, that's 13 minutes into the podcast of what I'm talking about, Francesca. I mean, again, I listened to an hour, and I, I posted stuff on Twitter saying, that, I mean, this is ridiculous, this is, this is, you know, and, you know, not a, there are certain tweets a lot, not a lot of people like, because you know what, everyone, this was the day that Mike was coming back, and we were all going to sing Kumbaya, and, you know, and it's a summer of love, it's going to be like Woodstock, or dance around the mud, listening to Mike's droning dead air, and you know what, it really wasn't that great. It was one show. It was one hour I listened to. Maybe those other two hours were jam-packed, star-spectacular. I mean, he had on all, all the usual suspects. A-Rod, Eli Manning, Jay Wright, Mike, Mc, Mike McCagnan. I just, all those, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know what you want from any of that shit. I honestly, unless it's in podcast form on people's podcasts, I have no interest in ever hearing anyone do spots on radio. Because they can't speak freely. They just give the same boring answers. They're usually there because they're being paid. It's garbage. The idea that Eli Manning is ever going to give us anything interesting. I mean, and then, then he's asking A-Rod these brainless questions saying, oh, so, uh, you know, you're doing this thing with ESPN now. I mean, now you're traveling. What's that like? I mean, it's like, he's doing one game a week. What do you mean? He, oh, what's that like? Oh, it must be difficult for A-Rod to get on his private jet and take his fucking Instagram pictures. Sorry, that's that bum. Take his Instagram pictures where, I mean, he looks so uncomfortable and unnatural and then just sit in five-star hotels while he reads scouting reports and listen i know a-rod devours baseball and let's get into that uh you know i watched the sunday night broadcast i think it might have been my full sunday night broadcast since the yankees were on so you know i made my wife watch basketball then we went to a minor league baseball game came home and the yankees were on so i mean listen it was only 10 hours of sport she was a real sport about she was a real sport about it and in all honesty she never complained once that's why i love her and she's great but that's that's why I love her. Um, so Alex Rodriguez, uh, that guy, 
will eat, breathe, and sleep. Football. Maybe he does. I don't know. Baseball. He has no time for the the, the jokester bullshit, though, with Matt Vaskirgin and Jessica Mendoza. I don't know what the actual instance was, but Matt Vaskirgin was saying something, I don't know, sunshine and lollipops, you know, hey, let's play two Cracker Jacks and, you know, the smell of the grass and all that crap. And, you know, Mendoza's laughing at something. And then there's just like this one, two seconds of silence. And A-Rod doesn't even join in at all and just goes, you know, you have to look at the construction of this team by Brian Cashman. He has no time for your jokes. I think Alex, if you look in his notebook, just has little pockets of phrases about things and has no idea, no idea whatsoever. His brain cannot tell him to actually line that up with actual hum- human communication. Because you see him talking to Mike. I mean, Mike throws softballs. I mean, they kiss each other's asses. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. But to actually have a free-flowing conversation with Alex Rodriguez is is incredibly difficult. Incredibly difficult. And I'll tell you, man, boy... It's like he is still still with the Yankees. It's like he's still with the Yankees. He 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 would Sanchez was letting balls go by him and A Roger jumps in. Sanchez had no shot there. I mean, you can't blame that on Gary Sanchez. And the way he he defends every Yankee player. And even when he's talking to Mike today, when they were talking about uh Gliber Torres, and uh he's like he looks like Roberto Alomar. Mike's like, "Oh, absolutely. He, he that's exactly what I thought. He looked just like a spitting image." And, and uh, hopefully he can play as well, too. And then Arod goes, "Yeah, let's hope so, huh? That, that for our sake." It's just like, "Okay, all right, but Alex, Alex, Alex. He is uh he's he's something. He's not paying child support according to the Daily News or he, he won't uh increase or he, he wants to decrease it because he told his wife that he's not making as much money." Now, I don't know if there's a confirmation of that. The Daily News has been out to get Arod for a very, very long time as we all know. And, uh, yeah, so Alex Rodriguez back in our lives, back in our lives. He was, he was, he defied ESPN. They said, don't go on that show with that fat man. No, you're not going to do it. And he did it anyway. So that's a great job out of you, Alex. Great job. So I saw the Yankees actually won today. Uh, I mean, I should say actually won. They lost one goddamn game and I'm like, oh, actually, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, 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 they couldn't get the bats together yesterday and then they just won now for nothing. So I know the Red Sox were in extra innings. Is that still happening? They, they mid 13th. Okay. Looks like they're going to have to score four in the, uh, bottom of the, uh, 13th to win that game. Uh, boy, this is terrible. Boy, geez. Whenever I start doing actual sports, it's, it's pretty terrible. Uh, and then, so hopefully. They don't come back with that. That's back to two games in those New York Yankees. Boy, I told you. I mean, I tell you. They, remember, it's. Well, I'm not going to get into it. We're, we don't need to go down that road again. The Yankee fans that are out of their minds, maniacal and whatnot. So we'll, we'll move on from that. Let's stay in baseball real quick here. And that is. Um, so you saw a lot of adver- advertisements. I don't know if you've seen it. But advertisements for the HBO Real Sports with Derek Jeter and Brian Gumble, as if this was the, this like contentious, ridiculous, like ready to. Sp- I get so many words in my head, and I was ready to say brawl and spar, and then I was about to say sprawl. So that that's that's I don't think they're going to do that, but I, they're ready to brawl. And you watch it, and no, no, they're actually friends. They're 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 friends. There there is no brawl. Uh, but I'll tell you, and listen, I like to rip on Jeter, and a lot of people have liked to rip on Jeter. And you see some of the Yankee fans who are just the, the, you know the, the 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 jock sniffers, the who are just still there's still a faction of Yankee fans. And it's just athletes on any team. I, I mean, you know, fans of any teams with certain athletes who feel like they should have this some sort of duty 
brought down to us from, you know, Moses that we have to drape ourselves in just the, the glory that is Derek Jeter. You know, he, again, I hate to like make it so simplified for some people, but like he, he won enormous games, but we are going to ignore anything else he's done because he took a piece of wood and swung it at a, a, a ball of twine. Uh, and he hit it better than others where people weren't. Now, whatever he does, he's like above that. Again, a lot of people don't think that way, but a lot of people do. They still worship at this shrine of Derek Jeter. Listen, you can't take away those games. You can't do it. But I mean, so does that mean he's doing a great job with the Marlins and that he's not a pompous asshole? Again, the role reversal. But here, with him and A-Rod, but here, he is now a, a CEO. He's he's a front office guy. He, he's, he's, he has to say the, the bullshit cliches and, and the things that everyone knows are a lie. And oh, it was plentiful on uh, on HBO Real Sports when Brian Gumbel asked him some hard questions. And you know, Derek Jeter is not used to this. He's used to softballs from Mike. And then, you know, he'll go off the, off the, uh, <laughs> off the interview and then Mike will rip him. You know, uh, kind of like what I apologized for earlier in the podcast. But <laughs> so let's hear some of this from uh, Derek Jeter and Brian Gumbel. Tanking. What is not tanking? Tanking is. Derek Jeter doesn't know what tanking is. Okay. Right. To win ball games every day. We're trying to win ball games every day. If you trade your best players in exchange for prospects, um, it's unlikely you're going to win more games in the immediate future. When you take the field, you have an opportunity to win each and every day. Oh God. Each and every day. You never tell your team that they're expected to lose. Never. Not now so you can think. Now, now I can't tell you how you think. Like I see your mind. I see that's how you think. I don't think. <laughs> see, like, this is not contentious. No, I, get that. I, I guess not in so many. But words. you don't. But you don't get it. I do. You don't. We have two different minds. I can't wait to get you on the golf course, man. We got. I, I mean, I can't wait for this one. No. See right there. You know, I'm going to get you on the golf course. You already know this is this is a, a, a light-hearted affair because they play golf together. And that was another thing. By by the way, Francesa. 30 minutes into his first show, already complaining that, uh, you know, the weather was so dark and terrible and nasty and cold and he had to stay in his, you know, posh mansion in Manhasset. And now it's nice out and he has to be in the studios. He's complaining he's not on the golf course. I mean, can this guy get a bigger, be bigger, 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 he had a bigger vocabulary, Brian, and more uh, removed from society, like the, the common Joe, the, the Robin Brooklyn that calls him. But let, let's listen to a little bit more of this. You really expect this team I expect as this team to compete, to, contend, to compete, to compete. Compete is one Every thing. Sing, compete listen, is one listen, thing. Right, Watch see, my lips. Not to I, I see your, I, I, I see oh, your lips. I see. I've been seeing him this whole interview. I see your lips moving constantly. You never tell your players that you are expected to lose. You don't do that. You should take that as a slap in the face. As a player, you should take that as a slap in the face. Do you expect? Yeah, maybe those aren't the best clips. <laughs> Everyone's listening like, where's the smoking gun he keeps talking about, this cliche CEO speak? I mean, he's giving the, the – that sounds more like a manager speak right there, a GM speak, but – I don't know. It was, uh, I had a few drinks too when I was watching. So I just looked at my phone. I was like, oh, I hate him. He's even more smug than I remember. But so that's Derek Jeter. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't done anything terrible this week yet. Uh, so I guess you have to give him credit in that sense. Um, what else in baseball? Mark, Matt Harvey, you know, we're hitting it. We're, we're doing all this. Play the hits, right? The hits. <laughs> Francesa, A Rod, Hate for Jeter, Harvey. I think we got a Carmelo Anthony story. <laughs> Afterwards, uh, Matt Harvey, I I'm still confused about this whole story. The headline says he was all over the place, bumping into things. 
in San Diego before a big start of the game, but then it said he was sober. It's something about how the media is after him because he, 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 you know, he's being a dick. Oh, shocking. Um, he just wants to talk about Qualcomm. That's it. That's it. That's the only goddamn thing he wants to talk about. And everyone else wants to talk about pitching performance and, and, you know, oh, what happened to your career or, or why are you holding in your piss? You know, he just wants to talk about Qualcomm. That's it. But he gave some sort of question. Uh, they said, why don't you Why don't you want to talk to us? And he said, because I don't want to fucking talk to you people anymore. So, something along those lines. So now it's a big war between Matt Harvey and uh, the, the Mets beat riders. And I'll tell you, Matt Harvey is a few games away from being irrelevant. Um, I tell you, I'm not sorry for him. You'd think at this point, he'd start to think, all right, maybe I shouldn't be such a dick. And start working on becoming a better baseball player. Maybe he knows his arm is shot and there's no chance of that. So I'm going out with guns blazing. Maybe his brain is so trained to just be an egomaniac that he has no way. He's been, he's been, people have been shoving this shit down his throat about how wonderful he is since the age of 13. And he has no, no, he just has no idea on how to do anything about it now. He has no idea. He, am I going to admit that I'm second best or i'm not the best i'm from mystic i went to north carolina Ooh, yeah, big deal whatever um but that's where we are matt harvey mets are still playing well you, you got i mean as a met fan they've, they've lost some games lost some tough games and the the old met mystique has uh come back to a certain extent uh but you know uh that, that's the mets what can i say but stay in there Stay in there. Hey, hey, did you, Brian, did you hear Brian gave us a vote of confidence? He said, stay in there. Okay, cool. Still in first place. Uh, Atlanta on their heels, though. What else is going on in baseball? This is the Francesa preparation here. Where I'm just looking at the standings. You got Boston. Uh, all right. Uh, Baltimore stinks. Who's the worst team? It was Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati and Cincinnati and Kansas City tied for the worst in Baltimore. Jesus. Does Buck Showalter quit or get fired? I mean, that's that team is about to be blown up. Adam Jones, is, I don't know what his contract, I feel like he he's a free agent soon, or maybe a total lie, maybe he signed something, or he could have signed something recently, so I'm covering all my bases on that front, Manny Machado obviously is a free agent after this year, I could see them, de- they're going to deal him, he is he's going to be dealt, and you see Corey Seager is out for the year for, with a uh, UCL, ACL, DCL, whatever, uh, tear for the Dodgers, so that's a big, a big uh, loss, and they're down four games. Uh, four games. They're they're four games under five hundred. They're down eight games. So I could see Manny Machado if the price is right and the uh, all the uh, moving parts uh, fit and in, uh, in perfect alignment. Manny Machado will be a Dodger. So I think I think you can you can almost you can almost bet on that. You can almost bet on that. Or maybe you know maybe the Orioles won't be that uh, suiting. They'll just say hey, we're we're taking the best thing we can get. And if that's from the you know I don't know. Milwaukee Brewers, then sure, you know they're 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 suddenly in this, but it is May first, so calm down, Brian. Uh, what else do we want to talk about uh, the NBA? I did the, did the Cavs win. I saw. I didn't see any of the game tonight. I saw they went to overtime, and LeBron was LeBron. Oh Jesus, they won one thirteen, one twelve. Did he hit the game winning shot? He is. He is too good. Like he is a James has triple double. LeBron twenty six. It doesn't say anyone won any game winning shot though. Scored nineteen. Include, okay, Kyle Korver scored nineteen, including the go ahead three pointer in overtime after Cleveland never led. I'll tell you, LeBron James is a hard guy to root for in the sense that he's a crybaby. He's a flopper. He is an actor. You never saw Michael Jordan do that. 
I mean, maybe you did. I don't remember every game, but he is, he's, he, he's tough sometimes. He really is. And, I, and I've said this before, but man, oh man, is when he wants to be LeBron, when LeBron's LeBron, he's LeBron. I mean, we, 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 we know. can the Red Sox get Beckett to be Beckett? I mean, I've always wondered that. Can the Red Sox get Beckett to be Beckett? If he's Beckett, backed up by Lester, backed up by Buchholz, backed up by Matsuzaka, they have a good chance. Matsuzaka. The gyro ball. God, he flamed out. Um, what was I talking about? <laughs> when LeBron's LeBron, it is, uh, it is a thing of basketball beauty. It is, because he can't be stopped. He's probably, you have to think, what is he, 33, 34 years old? He's probably got about two to four years left of this. And this team, this this Cavs team, I thought that they were going to get booted by the Pacers, but you know the NBA would never allow that. Oh, are you trying to say it's fixed? No, never. I would never do that. No, no. There's, there's absolutely, I love the people that get all upset about you actually thinking that the NBA is fixed when it actually happened 10 years ago. 15 years ago. It happened. It's not just some theory. Tim Donahue, who's on his podcast, talked about fixing games. Not fixing games, betting on games. And, you know, let's 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 say that uh, you know, the two may go hand in hand. <laughs> so Oh God. I, I, I he said it never did. Uh, let's be truthful. I I'm I'm gonna be be honest about guest. He he never said that, but let's be honest. Uh, LeBron James is how old? 1984. So what's that? 33. Uh, 33. He'll be 34 in December. Okay. So still got some years. I mean, that's a, there's a lot of miles on there. It's not the age, honey. It's the mileage. So we'll see with that. Uh, what else? There was, uh, what else did I want to talk about? This podcast had a half hour. I'm already running out of things. I, I don't have a ton to talk about, honestly. Um, so Russell Westbrook trying to fight everyone in Utah for taking pictures. And what a cry. He's another crybaby. I, I just. I, so you're losing. You know what? And you know what? People say nasty things to you. And I'm not saying that they have the right to. Yes, I am. But, you know, somebody was just taking a picture of him. He almost broke the guy's phone. Like, grow up. And once again, we come down to. I think what everyone's realized by now, I think there were some holdouts, but Carmelo Anthony is a loser. He is a loser of massive proportion. What about Syracuse? You can't take that away. You just can't. You can't, you can't take that away from him. Oh yeah, Brian. Yeah. You bet he's got more money than you. Also, anyone that has more money than me, I am not allowed to criticize. They, they, they are above things. See, this is what I do when I get in arguments with my wife. I take both sides and I talk and she usually is, gets weirded out and then walks away from the situation. So that's what I do sometimes. Oh, is that really what you do, Brian? Yeah, yeah, actually it is. So I can do this for a long time. If you want to listen to 30 minutes of this, I could possibly do this. So, so that's that. I'm shocked that the, that the Blazers. Can you get off the NBA? Fair enough. We can move on. Uh, that's honestly about it. Uh, I guess I was, I was going to talk about Michelle Wolf at the, the, the correspondence dinner. I don't really have a big deal with it. I mean, I, I wish it were actually funny. That, that would have been good. I, I didn't really see a lot of humor in what she was saying. Cause I, listen, by all means, I love uncomfortable dark humor. Believe me. I love it. I think it's great. So if she were actually saying funny things, I'd like it. But I, I, I just didn't find it funny. But people like getting all bent out of shape and clutching their pearls and fainting and, you know, fanning each other like it's a hot Baptist church. I mean, stop, you know, it's a correspondence dinner. It, again, she just wasn't funny. It, get somebody funny in there. 
We get it, Brian. Did you want somebody funny? All right, that's the podcast. A uh, little. I I wanted to go a little longer, but uh, no, I, th- I think we'll leave it at that. Let's let's leave it at the, the the piece of garbage that it is. Remember, you can listen to the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and remember to follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. If you're nice enough, if you are, if you have a heart, a soul, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, and listen. iTunes is the big one. Come on, come on. It's like buying a lottery ticket. Just waiting here. I got my numbers. I'm on iTunes. Leave a review. And I don't even, you know what? Don't even leave a review. Just hit the five stars. It helps. It helps the podcast. And any new listeners, I'm sorry if this shit the bed, you know? And maybe maybe I got a new a lot of new listeners from the last podcast. Maybe they're listening to this and going, well, that other podcast was at least fun. I don't know what this was. But, uh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. Sometimes they're just this, you know? Deal with it. Remember, iTunes. Oh, Jesus Christ, you ever did this. So, with all that being said, I'm going to welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. But those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd need you? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We always could spot a friend. Welcome back, and I smile when I think I must be. And I know what a scene you were learning in. Was there something that made you come back again? Welcome back, welcome back.